Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another beautiful episode of Just Browsing. Oh, beautiful, huh? Yeah, Matthew Long here with Zach, and today we're going to be bringing you a double week recap. Plus, yes. we have been requested by one of our great <laughs> friends, uh, a fellow Rogue One fantasy team owner, to continue to talk deeper and deeper about the Broncos each week. So <laughs> this week is probably going to be a 45-minute to an hour-long yes. uh, speech about the Broncos. So feel free to hang around and just enjoy <laughs> the Broncos. Just a very Broncos-centric podcast for our friend Brandon out there. Because heaven forbid. We know he's going to love that. Two Broncos fans in Broncos country talk about the Broncos. <laughs> Anyways, uh, heading into the fantasy for week 12. So... Oh, Not, I guess, well, hang on real quick before we just dive in. Yeah, real quick. So we're having to do a two-week recap because the NFL last fucked week, the season over with yeah, the when we were going to meet. So we normally meet, what, Tuesday nights? In a normal scenario, we meet Tuesday nights. In a normal nights. scenario, yep. By that time, you know, the Monday games have been played. That's the end of the week for fantasy and for regular season. But the last, I mean, there's been multiple instances this year with COVID That's why we're here on a Wednesday. Where the, yeah, where they've had Tuesday games, and then even last week there was a Wednesday night game. Yep. And then this week there was another Tuesday night game. So for the past two weeks, so basically we couldn't do our recap last week. Um, we ended up doing our 2014 movie flashback podcast, and then now here we are back, and we're going to just do a two week recap mashup of all the all the football shit that we missed. Right. So, so it's, so it's going to be a quick week 12 fantasy matchup, you know, rewind, and then I think we'll just jump right into what happened this past weekend as my dog throws her bone back and forth to herself in the living room. Anyways. Uh, so what happened last week? Uh, I lost to Brandon Stevens in a 269-173 effort because of Tyreek Hill having 81 points. Congratulations, Tyreek Hill, for uh, <laughs> setting the second most amount of points in league history behind Derrick Henry. But Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I, I just want to take just a couple seconds. I know you're trying to do a quick recap, but I want to take just a couple seconds. No, we're to moving on to the next game. How insane that was. 81 fantasy He points. had over 45. I, had, I think he had over half that in the first quarter, too. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. All right, well, I won't make you revisit. Yeah, that no. Anymore. So we're gonna move on from that. Saying. And uh, Taya ended up beating Brandon. Part of his downfall, uh, two seventy to one fifty seven with Mahomes going off, and you know she just that was a really good week for her team. They all showed up. Yeah. They all played really well. So I mean, if Tyreek Hill has eighty one, you got to know Patrick Mahomes is gonna have a, a good oh, chunk yeah. of of points too. So we had that one. Uh, and then we had uh, Dean coming in hot, beating uh, the other Zach, 223 to 189. Nothing – I mean, his kicker dropped 37, but other than that – Yeah, that's I mean, kind of crazy. Pretty uh, – we'll let you go into your game, and then we'll jump into this week. Yep. Uh, my Week 12 matchup, I beat a Darian 267 to 227. Um, had pretty, pretty even scoring, I would say, um, throughout that week. And I think that was my ninth win of the season because now if we move on to Week – 13, which is what we just had this past weekend. Um, I'll, let's just go ahead and start with my game right there from the top. I beat Brandon to end the regular season at 10 and 3. So I won 284 to 154. And our game was just not close even from the get go. Ever. I think I was up 180 something to like 60 at one point. It helps it, when Baker Mayfield actually does something. Yeah, I was going to say Baker Mayfield was the big. Um, standout this week. He finished with 51 fantasy points. I think he had four touchdowns and like 300 yards passing. So just a huge week from him. Um, he's actually played really well the last two weeks. So here's to hoping he continues that in the playoffs. Here's, if he here's posts, to one more week, right? <laughs> All he needs one week. If he posts five this week, I'm going to lose my mind. Anyway, move on. Uh, so uh, in my game, I lost to the other Zach, 267-265. 
All in the two-point game. Two-point game, thanks to Justin Tucker. He had made over 70 straight field goals from inside 40 yards, decides to miss one last night. Therefore, I lose the game by two points. Got to love it. Had had he made that, I would have won the game by one point more than likely, maybe two points. But, no, he missed. So, uh, I'm on the losing end of that, which, uh, you know, doesn't sit well with me. But, you know what, if my team puts up 265 – uh, you know, that's usually good. that's good. Usually you win, and yeah. I'm gonna say this now because I'm actually gonna have to go look it up because I'm pretty sure it's true. But I'm pretty sure my team has been scored on the most in our league by a I think you're right large margin because yeah, you have scored almost 300 right. points on me twice. <laughs> he just put up 260 plus. <clears throat> Stevens have put up 260 plus on me. Okay, well, so look that up, and I'll, I'll touch on the other scores real quick. So that was the result of Matt and I's games. Um, we also had a Darian. Got his fourth win of the season over Ooh. Dean. He won 232 to 186, so he finished at 4-9. And, and then the other game, Brandon, the other Brandon, Stevens, um, he won, he beat Taya 262 to 178. So, I know you're going to look up the... Uh, I'm going to go look you know, and see shits. how many points have been scored against <laughs> How many me? points have been scored against you? I was going to look up the playoff bracket, but now I, of course, can't find it. Just go to standings. Playoff bracket. We're on. Here we so go. So here we go. Here yeah. we go. I'm going to, you know, since I beat you shit. to it. So <clears throat> let me resort this as I went straight to the bottom. Okay. I got the bracket when you're ready. So the points against in the, uh, the Rogue One Fantasy League this year. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, least amount of points scored against them. Brandon Stevens, 2,694. Right. Interesting. Most points scored against them. Me. A lot more 3.0. 3,113. <laughs> Brandon was second behind me with 3,050. Then a Darian with 2,944. The guy that only won four games is third on the list in points against. It's kind of amazing that you finished, you were what, six and seven in the regular season and you had the most points scored against you in the and league. And the kind of, third most points scored in the league behind yeah, you and that's, Zach. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, you're telling me. So you just did, basically what happened is you just never caught anyone on a down week. Like everyone scored. A lot everyone of points scored all their points yeah. against me. Even if you won, they still scored a lot yeah. of points. Like every one of my games, I could score like 260. I usually lost. Well, because think about it. If you're if Justin Tucker would have made that field goal this week, I would have won. You would have won, but Zach still would have put up 267 points yeah. or something. So that's a lot of points still. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah, that that wraps up our regular season. <laughs> now we're into the. Yeah. The good stuff. This is the thick of the Rogue One Fantasy League. Yeah, this, this is where is, all it takes is one win. This is for all the marbles. So, Like literally all the marbles. Yeah. <laughs> so our league, the way it works, everyone's in the winner's bracket to start because we got eight teams in the league. Round one really dictates who advances. So four teams advance to round two in the winner's bracket, and then four teams go down into the loser's bracket, or the, I guess the winner's consolation ladder is what it's called. And here are the matchups following the conclusion of the regular season. So, I finished as the number 1 seed overall, the best record in the league at 10 and 3. I'm going to match up against number 8 seed Adarian at 4 and 9. Um, Matt, you're m- matched up against Taya, the she's the 4th seed, you're the 5th seed. Um, you finished 6 and 7 in the regular season, she finished 7 and 6. The 6 versus 3 matchup is number 3 Brandon at 7 and 6 against the other so it's battle of the Brandons in the first round. The other Brandon at 6 and 7, he's the 6 seed. And then the 2 versus 7 matchup is Zach versus Dean. 
Zach finished seven and six, and Dean finished five and eight. So that is where we stand with round one of the playoffs. And like we said, this is for all the marbles because if you win this round one game, you are vert, you are guaranteed, you guaranteed to not finish no last, sacko. which is the which is the only goal in our league is to not get the sack. It's it's so. great to win the league and get your name you know yeah. engraved in that plaque and put onto the yeah. the winner's trophy. <laughs> But it's just so much better to even come in seventh place, knowing <laughs> really that is. your name isn't going to be engraved on a ball sack trophy. It really, it really is. Yeah. So that's the goal is is to win this first round, and then you know you're just coasting the rest of the way. I mean, unless nice. you're really vying for a championship, it'd be you know, nice so. if Drew Brees came back. Because then you know Michael Thomas has been playing bad with Taysom Hill, but I mean, come on, it's Drew Brees' favorite target. Like. Yeah, I, so I, I was um, I was keeping an eye on that, and I think so. He's still technically on IR, and I think he's been doing some light work at practice and I stuff. I think he has to be cleared today. So yeah, I don't I, know what happened. I don't. I don't think he's expected this week, and who knows about next week? It may be still another couple weeks out before he's back, but who knows? Maybe I get him like in the championship round or something if I advance that far. I don't know. So you're going to the championship round? I'm hoping. <laughs> if I finish ten and three and don't go to the championship, I'm going to be disappointed. So all I can say is. I hope I win this week, and then my entire team can be hurt again because they've been hurt all year. I mean, you got to think. My team's gone through the ringer with injuries this year. Yep. Chris Carson, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, you know, you name it. Michael Thomas pretty much proved to be a big waste of a pick because, I mean, how many yeah. points has he scored all year? Like He's like the five. 87th ranked receiver. So, yeah. Yeah. And I took him first overall or my first overall pick in both leagues that I'm in. So, he's been a, well, a great addition to my team. So the way the bracket's laid out, if you win round one and I win round one, we match up against each other in round two. If Taya beats you, then she would play the winner of my game in a Darien. So if if the uh, upsets happen, it would be a Darien versus you, technically the way the seating would work out. And if but. the non-upsets happen, you're going to have a divided household and might be spending the week at your parents' house. <laughs> That's true. I might be matching up against my fiancé in round two of the playoffs. So Your girlfriend. Ha <laughs> ha. Got her. She listens to this podcast. Probably. I know. That's why, you know, okay. extra listener. <laughs> okay. She might share it with people. So that's the fantasy um, outlook. Do you want to shift over to the NFL recaps and we'll start with week 12? Yeah. So uh, this is the if part anyone where. anyone can remember back two weeks ago. To the well, I mean, never, there's only one game we need to talk about. To the never-ending uh, football week that was that week. I that love that week, although it's making me forget which day it is. There was football it, yesterday it's, and it's, I woke up this yeah. morning. I'm like, man. This has been the longest days to get to Tuesday, and I'm like, it's Wednesday. Okay, yeah, it, 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 was throw, football it throws yesterday, my though. schedule off too, and, and we get football tomorrow. I was gonna so. say, and this week we already we still have a regularly scheduled Thursday yeah. game. So I'm like, so there's basically just one night this week, or I guess Friday. There's two nights this week where there's not going to be NFL football on, but that's it. All right. So starting off the week twelve, we'll just breeze through these till we get to the best team to, to talk about. Just for you, Brandon. Just for you. <laughs> uh, the Texans beat the Lions forty-one twenty-five. On Thursday. Oh, that's on Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, this is the Thanksgiving week, right. too. Yeah. This is Thanksgiving this week. This is why it seemed like such a long week. Right. It was Thursday. There were Sunday games, Monday, Monday game, games, Tuesday, Tuesday game, and, and a Wednesday, Wednesday game. Yep. <laughs> it was crazy. All right. So then Washington goes into to Dallas, and I don't know if Dallas forgot they had uh, to show up or if they were all off at a team dinner or something, but uh, Washington goes in and wins 41-16. Then we go to Sunday. And boy, oh boy, do we've got a good one here, boys and girls. Do we want to save this one for last for this week? <laughs> just All right, we'll this, yeah. save this one yeah, for just, last. Yeah, come on. We're going to so, uh, be stuck here for 10 minutes. The Falcons, Raiders, uh, Falcons win 43-6 on a, and just a beat down of the Raiders. Did not see that one coming. 
Uh, Bills Chargers 27-17. Bills take the win. And then we got the Giants and the Bengals. And, of course, Joe Burrow's out. Uh, so uh, the Giants take the, the win 19-17, although they do lose Daniel Jones in that game uh, towards the end. Uh, Titans-Colts thought it would be a lot closer game than it was. 19-point uh, game, 45-26 for the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry popped off for 170 yards and three touchdowns, and I still lost fantasy, so <laughs> good for me. Uh, Vikings-Panthers was a 28-27 win for the Vikings, a very close game. And I think it came down to the Panthers not executing on like a two-point conversion or something, but I can't remember. It's too long ago. Yeah. It's two weeks ago. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> Uh, then we had the Patriots beating the Cardinals 20-17 to and what you could say was an upset. Um, the, I, I know the Cardinals didn't play very well, so that's really all I can say about that game. Uh, Dolphins beat the Jets 20-3, to no surprise. Browns beat the Jaguars 27-25, no surprise. The Rams, beat, or the Rams lost to the 49ers, excuse me, 23-20. Uh, I wouldn't say no surprise, but that division's kind of... It's kind of anyone's like game. Like I was going say, in any division matchup with them. That one's kind of hard to get a read on, that, yeah. that division. Uh, and then um, I think it was Sunday – no, no, Sunday afternoon, the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers 27-24. And what people could say would be a Super Bowl matchup, uh, we'll see. I don't think the Buccaneers are the best team in the, the NFC. As much as it pains me to say it, I don't really know who could stop the Chiefs, to be honest. Well, and that was the week that Tyreek Hill had his 81-point fantasy performance. So he finished yeah, 269 13, yards. 13 catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns receiving. So uh, Then on Sunday night, the Packers beat the Bears 41-25 to send the Bears to, I think, their fifth straight loss at the time. Um, Monday, we had the Seahawks beating the Eagles 23-17, making the Eagles just look that much better of a team even though they're still not out of it. And then on Wednesday, we had the Ravens and Steelers with the Steelers winning 19-14 in a very boring game, in my opinion. So they actually, we didn't have a Tuesday We didn't have a Tuesday. It was supposed to be the Steelers-Ravens, and they moved it back again. That's right. Because leading into the, so, you know, the Ravens have all these COVID issues that have postponed like half their games this year. The Broncos have one quarterback. We're jumping into the Broncos game here, ladies and gentlemen, since we skipped them. Yeah, let's talk about it. Broncos have one quarterback test positive for COVID. The NFL goes, well, since all your other quarterbacks were in there without masks on, even though they've tested negative, none of them can play. Mm-hmm. The Broncos go, can we play our quarterback coach? NFL goes, nah. You can play a practice squad wide receiver, though. So the Broncos go into uh, you know, a beautiful Week 12 matchup against the Saints. At home. At home. <clears throat> With what's his name, Kendall Milton, I think is his or name. Hinton, I think. Hinton, was his last yeah, name. yeah, Kendall Hinton. At quarterback, he hadn't played quarterback since 2017 at Wake Forest. Yeah. <laughs> the NFL pretty much told the Broncos, "Fuck you, go fuck yourself." You know, we don't need you guys to have a quarterback. Now, I'm not saying we were going to beat the Saints even if we had a quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. But but that would have been way closer. It would have been a much more competitive yeah. game, and. And if, if I'm a fan of any – I mean, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan. That's my NFC team I cheer for. So, you know, I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. But if I'm a fan of any other team in the NFC, I'm going, wait a second. You're handing them a free win. You're making them play against a team without a quarterback? Yeah. And we're all chasing them for first place in the conference? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. So, so the NFL not only – you know, I can get the, you know, big fuck you to the Broncos, but that's a big fuck you to the rest of the NFC. 
And not a single team, you know, said, well, wait a second, where's a competitive advantage here? Or like, you know, mm-hmm. where's a competitive platform to make this game competitive? And, you know, the Broncos ended up losing 31-3. to We didn't get shut out. But it really wasn't like – I mean, the the Saints had short fields the whole day because mm-hmm. you could pretty much stack the box when we were going to run the ball. I mean, he we had, what, one completion for 13 yards on nine passing attempts? Yeah. You know, we had more interceptions than completions. Yeah. Essentially what we were doing all day, you know, for anyone who watched that game, you, you clearly saw this, but – you know, in a situation like that, you're you're left with basically doing what the Broncos did, and that's just running wildcat offense with Philip Lindsay, right? And, uh, and the Saints can just tee up on it because they Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, yeah, and and yeah, and the Saints know that that's all you can do because you have a guy who at quarterback who hasn't played quarterback since 2017, and that was in college at Wake Forest. And now he doesn't even play that position anymore, and, and now he, he was a even practice play, squad yeah, that player. position on the active roster. He, he had four hours to prepare. At quarterback yeah. for this game. Which I would also like to say, and I think this has definitely not gone unnoticed because a lot of other players in the league were giving him shout-outs on social media oh, yeah. and stuff, just saying that's a really ballsy performance to come out there and just, just – I mean, obviously he didn't do well, but to do what he did and just to show up out there and he at least like try as hard as he did. I mean – Given the circumstances, I mean, that would – it was, it was basically – one step better than just like coming up to a random guy in the mall right. <laughs> at Park Meadows and going, "Hey, did you play quarterback at some point in your football career? Would you like to play quarterback for the Broncos tomorrow? Because <laughs> we don't he, have a quarterback in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> we need a quarterback to play the Saints, yeah. who's the number one team in the NFC so and a very good get Super stretched Bowl out. We'll get you team. fitted for some pads and let's go. You know, like it was basically one step better than that. So. What he went out there and did was entirely commendable, and I'm I'm proud of him for doing what he oh, did. Oh yeah, and a lot of other players as, said the same thing. As a, as a Broncos fan, I sit here and people like I've seen on social media, they're like, "Why do we have this guy in at quarterback? Like he doesn't know what he's doing." And I go, "You clearly didn't follow the situation." Yeah, well, I mean, what do you expect the guy to do? Like, I mean, it, honestly, on. 13 yards on one of nine, and two of his two interceptions, like one of them, you know, he underthrew the ball, which. I don't blame the guy, dude. You don't throw a ball since 2017, you yeah. know, and the last time you threw it was a college football, which yeah. the size definitely, you know, was different in the NFL. He well, underthrew a ball the, the and like... The speed of the game is so much different. Yeah, the speed too. of the game. I mean, you're used to being a receiver now. You're used to having the ball thrown to you. Yeah. And now you're having people chase you and you're like, oh yeah. shit. And then you're like trying to win the game, but you're like also trying not to lose the game. Well, this is something that we talked about as well. And I've talked about it with some other people because it was just a big talking point that whole NFL weekend. And I mean, think about it. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Think about the long list of former really good quarterbacks from college and even guys who have won MVPs in the league who still look kind of bad playing quarterback in the NFL some weeks. So that just goes to show you how hard it is to play quarterback in the NFL well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Tom Brady, look at a, Russell Wilson. The dude like, was on yeah. MVP pace, and now no one's talking about him because he leads the league in yeah. turnovers since like Got, yeah, guy, guys like that who and and think about a guy like Carson Wentz, a guy who just a couple of short years ago was like in the MVP conversation. Now he looks like shit. So like, you have guys who are clearly have proven themselves as being really good quarterbacks, who even they look like shit sometimes against NFL yeah. defenses. So 
What do you expect the guy who hasn't played quarterback in three years and the last time he did it was at the college level? What do you expect is going to happen to him? I mean, basically what we saw is what's going to happen. If anything better than that happened, it would have been an absolute miracle. Yeah, it would have, <laughs> it would have been the most – it was already the most talked about game in my opinion. Yeah. And it would have been even more talked – say the Broncos won that game. It would have been insane. It would have been – I mean, one, the Saints – would have to reevaluate a lot yeah. that happened. Yeah. Two, the Broncos might want to reevaluate their quarterback situation then and keep him on as our quarterback. But yeah, it was just it was just an unfair week and I mean what happened like the result, that score you're looking at, thirty one to three, is exactly what was going to happen in a game where you're coming in with basically no weapons. Which you know is crazy I mean? to think about this because the Broncos lost thirty one three, so a twenty eight point margin you go, oh shit, they gave up four touchdowns. Here I just want to read through some quick stats. The Broncos gave up 78 yards passing, no touchdowns. They gave up 229 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you look at that and you go, wow, that's a that's a lot of rushing yards, though. But is it really? Because, I mean, looking at this, the Saints had a zero-yard drive, zero-yard drive, 74-yard drive, 11-yard drive, 8-yard drive, 13-yard drive, 19-yard drive. One yard drive, eighty-two yard drive, seventy-seven yard drive, and six yard drive. They had three drives they put together that were, you know, yeah, like you said, very there's a good lot of drives. Short field, they got short just a field, really short and, field, and just punch it in. You know, it's not, it's, it's not just, that hard when you get the yeah. ball and you only have six yards to go. You know, so you know, I know it's whatever, but it's just it's one of those like frustrating things. Just as an NFL fan, you don't want to watch a professional football game where a team doesn't even have a quarterback, their most important player on the field. I mean, what I compared it to was it's like if you watch a Major League Baseball game and it goes into extra innings, and yeah. I'm talking like way into extra innings, 18th, 19th, 20th inning, because we've seen those games before. And at a certain point, all of the pitchers have used up like their eligibility for pitching in the game, and now they're just letting like shortstops and outfielders pitch, guys who haven't pitched since high school, and they're just out there throwing like 65-mile-an-hour, you know, lobs down the middle of the plate and stuff just to try and throw strikes. That's essentially what the NFL equivalent was, is what we saw that week with the Broncos. So there's not – at that point, it's just like, okay, just best efforts, you know. Just try your best. (laughs) There's not much we can do, and if we lose, we lose. Whatever. We'll move on to next week. Once we have our quarterbacks back, it'll be a different story, you know. So, So, anyway, anyway, we're just going to jump right back into the Broncos talk, but in – this past weekend's game against the Chiefs. Oh, okay. So Sunday night, the Broncos headed in Arrowhead. Headed in. Headed in. They headed in to Arrowhead <laughs> for a uh, for a, a AFC West showdown, and uh, we came out on top of the losing column uh, in a twenty-two to sixteen loss. A game again that was a lot closer than you know you would have thought. The Broncos were leading for you know not the majority of the the first half, and and start of the second half, but they were in it. I mean, there was not one part of this game where the Broncos were ever out of the game. I and think that is a that's an incredibly encouraging score to see if you're looking at, you know, your defensive play as, you know, if you're if you're on the Broncos staff, your defensive play against a team like the Chiefs who Well you hold you held them to four field goals in their were, first four red zone right. tries. So what I'm saying is like the Chiefs are without a doubt, the most offensively prolific team in the NFL. And to hold them to, like you said, four field goals. So Patrick Mahomes had one touchdown one, pass. They only scored one touchdown all game. Yeah. And, you know, especially compared to the week prior where we were just talking, 
you know, Tyreek Hill had 81 fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes had 58. Yards. You know, there was three or four touchdown passes in that game. So going from that to what the Broncos did against them, that's incredibly encouraging. But again, another big problem is just we can't score points. Right. So there you go. It <laughs> doesn't matter if you hold the Chiefs to 22 points. Well, and and you can't score more than 16. You're not and, you know, I've that. said this multiple times. Our defense is a defense that I think could compete for a championship, but our offense is an offense that can compete for 31st or 32nd place. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's and been it like shows. that for five years or It's, more it's been like that since we won. I mean, it's been like that since 2014, really. Yeah. I mean, that's when we started to realize, okay, we yeah. need to build a defense because Peyton's kind of dropped off. And then we're like, yeah. we got a great defense. We don't need an offense. And our defense is like, yeah, you need an offense because we're on the field 24-7. And, Cause that's, um, it's honestly one thing that as a Broncos fan, every year you can pretty much count on our defense being really good. But our offense sucking, therefore in turns making our defense bad because our defense is constantly on the field. Right. So, so yeah, the Chiefs beat the Broncos 22-16. Uh, for Brandon's sake, I'll cut that, that conversation short. He's already skipped um, past it. He's already he's, he skipped the part where he heard the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Eagles soon. Then, then we'll sit here and talk about them because that's a lot more exciting than the Broncos. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next game. The Saints uh, beat the Falcons 21-16 and moved to 10-2, and uh, pushing the Falcons to 4-8. and uh, and another amazing game, uh, the Lions beat the Bears 34-30, moving the Bears to 5-7. and seven. They were 5-1 and one at one point this season, and they have lost six straight games yeah, to a team that just fired their head coach, and I believe they fired their GM, too, in the Lions. I guess I didn't realize they had actually lost six straight games. That's they have lost six terrible. straight games. They traded for Nick Foles, didn't start him right away. Trubisky had won the starting job. Right. Then... For some reason, they got rid of Trubisky. I think after like one loss or something, or like their one loss or whatever. They're five and one, and then yeah. Foles comes in. You know, they're winning games, and then all of a sudden they're on a six-game losing streak. They go back to Trubisky, and it's like Chicago's about to just implode with anger with their fucking team because people are like, "We should win the Super Bowl this year. We're the Bears," and everyone's like, "Yeah, you're the Bears. You're not going to win shit. <laughs> Good luck." And now they're here. They are on a six-game losing streak, and there's really nothing to say besides. I mean, they scored 30 points, which I think was like the first time they've scored 30 points in the whole year or something like that. So good for them. But they did give up a, a touchdown in the, the towards the end of the game, which which made them lose. So good for the Lions. You know, I've always been a Stafford guy, and I like Stafford. It's, it's good to see them one, winning. Uh, one thing I'd like to shout out too is T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end for the Lions, has been secretly top five fantasy tight end this entire year i think he's ranked third at the tight end position in fantasy and i i have just been Dude, lucky enough to get him on my team he was hurt last year which i think made him his value go undervalued this year yeah because matthew stafford loves throwing the ball to his tight ends dude he, like eric ebron yeah when he was with the lions he was well the best like target. i'm saying hawkinson has kind of sneakily just snuck up into the top five tight ends in the league discussion like well i think I don't ever hear anyone talk about him. The you only reason I know about him is because he's on my fantasy. You know what's crazy is him and Noah Fant were both at Iowa together. Really? Yeah. I so didn't know that. Imagine having two tight ends like that. Wow. Because Noah Fant's going to be really good, too. I like him. He just needs a quarterback. Yep. That would help. You know, the guy that throws the ball <laughs> to the other guys that catch the ball? That would help. That would be a good piece for the Broncos to try and get. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, the Browns beat the Titans 41-35 in what... Was a smackdown at one. I mean, it was thirty-eight to seven at halftime, and then yeah. the Titans came roaring back to make it a super close game. And I mean, I think that honestly could be a matchup we see in the playoffs. The way they're because you know it's there's seven teams going to the playoffs now, and only the first seed gets the bye. So so nine and three now for the Browns. Nine and three for the Browns. Think- first time they've clinched a winning record in like 
468 years or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I think they said since 2013 was the last time they had a winning record. Um, Crazy. This game, I watched until halftime. So seeing this score right now, I actually didn't even notice this ended up this close because you're right. It was like 38 The, the Titans three. had a chance. Because uh, Baker Mayfield threw four touchdowns in the first half. And I was like, okay, this game's over. I was all pumped because I have Baker Mayfield on my fantasy right. team. I'm like, this is going great. I, I switched to a, another game that was closer and didn't even notice that this ended up, you know, the Titans came roaring back and this ended up actually being a six-point game. But shout out to the Browns. That's impressive. Nine and three. You know, it's finally it's, the best team on paper in the NFL, in my opinion, yeah, they're, is they're finally, showing that they're a good team. Exactly. They're finally, I think, playing up to their potential. But notice how they only play good when Baker Mayfield plays good. When he plays bad, right. that team is atrocious. Well, I know they're nine and three; they've only lost three games this year. But when he plays bad, that team will lose against the Titans every day of the week. Well, and you and I were talking about this when I picked up Baker Mayfield just a couple weeks Bike. back. Fucking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, he is not consistent at all. Like, he will no. score five fantasy points or 51, like yep. he just did this past week. There's virtually no in-between. So <laughs> that's why I was just joking when we first started this podcast. It's round one of the playoffs this next week. I sure hope he shows up with one of these 28-point-plus games sure hope instead of a four-point Oh, I'm not playing against him, so it doesn't matter. Oh, my God, I'm going to freak out if that happens. Anyway. But anyways, yeah, so, the, I mean, the Browns are finally, I think, I don't think they've clinched a playoff spot yet. I think they need to win one more game to clinch. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, the Titans are also a good team. I think they had a very, very slow start, which obviously hurt them. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see them in the playoffs. And then we go to the Bengals-Dolphins. This game would have been really interesting if Joe Burrow was healthy and got to play. you got to have Joe Burrow and Tua against each other. Um, the Dolphins moving eight and four, keeping themselves in the playoff race. At, you know, with a nineteen-seven win over the Bengals, uh, can't complain much about the Dolphins. I mean, the Broncos beat them, so hey, we can say we beat a playoff team more than likely. I've been pretty impressed with the Dolphins this year, to be honest. They're also <laughs> staying within striking distance of the Bills for the mm-hmm. the division. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to an overtime game, of which should have never been an overtime. The Vikings uh, beat the Jaguars twenty-seven twenty-four in overtime. Zach, how are your thoughts on that one? Um, my thoughts are the Jaguars right, are one and eleven. Yikes! Yeah, you all. So talking about one and eleven, the zero and twelve team lost on a blitz call that cost their defensive coordinator his job at the end of the game. I was just about to so, say this. So we were just going over it. Who did the Raiders lose to the week prior to this? They lost. They only scored three points and they lost big to some. The Raiders lost to um, uh, Atlanta. 30-something to 6, I believe it was, right. or, or something like that. And, and then this past weekend, almost blew blew it and lost to the Jets. They, they had should to, have lost to the Jets had the Jets not lost, yeah. blitzed and been in man-to-man so coverage. They won on a – so it's, it says it right here. Derek Carr threw a 46-yard touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs the third with five seconds left to win the game. Therefore costing the defensive coordinator for the Jets his job as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> and he probably won't be Craziness. hired back because why do you blitz when there's – Five seconds left in a game. All you have to do is keep them in front of you. Why do you blitz? If you're gonna if you're gonna rush anybody, you rush four, or you rush three and you drop eight into coverage because eight can cover the fucking four or five that are going out for on passing routes a lot better than man on man coverage. And Henry Ruggs is fast as shit and he beat his guy and they scored a touchdown <laughs> I, on it and the Jets moved to Owens twelve. 
The Raiders have had a couple of wins this year where I was like, okay, all right, keep an eye on the Raiders. You know, they're looking pretty scrappy. I feel like they're – I've said they're this a couple times on the podcast. I think they're going to be an up-and-coming team here in the next couple of years. They're going to – they're right on the cusp. I think John Gruden's going to get that team to a point where they're perennially just a really good team you know, to compete against. People hate Derek Carr. And they damn near almost lost to the 0-12 yeah. Jets. Well, when people hate Derek Carr, and I go, that dude's not a bad quarterback. He's been having a pretty good year this year, actually. He just hasn't had anybody around him. Yeah. And now he finally is getting weapons around him. And Yeah. I mean, Darren Waller had that 200 yards receiving in that game. That guy's good. You know? So, yeah, the Raiders, definitely a team to uh, – like, again, it pains me to say this, but it's a team to watch out for. And, yeah. Um, you know, John Gruden's going to get that team whipped into shape. and <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, they should have lost, but that's why the Jets are on 12. <laughs> so moving on to the Colts Texans game, a game in which the Colts, in my opinion, threw bad snap at the end of the game down on the two yard line. Colts recover. Texans could have won the game, but no, the Colts win, moved eight and four, keep the Texans down at four and eight. Texans, another one of those teams that I think is a big letdown. I think the biggest thing that has made them a letdown this year was the offseason trade of DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. In which they then fired their GM their head coach, and their offensive coordinator all in one person. So, yeah, um, I take just the Texans to, with a grain of salt this year. Yeah, the Texans, that is a really – I've always just kind of liked watching the Texans, and I kind of semi-root for them. It's because you have Deshaun Watson. Well, a lot of it is because I have Deshaun Watson. And he's a great quarterback. Yes, and I, I love him, and he's my fantasy quarterback. And he had kind of he kind of struggled this week. He didn't have any touchdown passes. I think he had one rushing touchdown. He threw for an interception. He did have 341 yards, but – if anyone was watching the NFL coverage this weekend or watching SportsCenter or anything, they did have a little bit of coverage of him visibly upset on the sideline. And I think he's just – the frustration with with how their season has been going is just kind of reaching a boiling point for him because he's too good of a player to be playing on the team. I feel like team. it's the same with J.J. Watt, it's like too. This. Yeah, I, I think it's the same thing. So I, I really – I would like to see the Texans get some pieces involved and really come back strong next year and, and look really good because, like I said, Deshaun Watson is just too good of a quarterback to be playing on a 4-8 team. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, that team's got is. plenty of talent. They just <clears> – <throat> They really do. They just <clears throat> suck this year, I guess. Yeah. So, we'll move on to uh, the Rams-Cardinals game and another uh, NFC West showdown with the Rams beating the, the Cardinals 38-28. Uh, not a very close game at all. And – is that the, the second loss in a row for the Cardinals? The second loss in a row because they yeah. lost to the Patriots the week prior. And, you know, they were up there. They were competing for that division. Now they're they're two games back in, in an uphill climb, and, you know, it's not going to get any easier for them. So we'll see how they, they rebound. Um, you know, the Rams play tomorrow night, I believe, against uh, the Patriots, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And um, just another game that – a lot of points scored, but not enough fantasy points for me. So, <laughs> yeah, good, good job, Kyler Murray. Now to my shocker of the well, one of my shockers of yeah, the week. Totally agreed. The Giants go into Seattle and win seventeen to twelve. Yeah, I don't know what happened there for Seattle. Seventeen to twelve, all seventeen points scored in the second half. Yep, it was a five nothing. It was not five nothing game at halftime. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Yeah, um, so. you know, Taya has Russell Wilson as her fantasy quarterback. I have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. None of them really did shit this game. It's, I think They just, uh, like, know, fell apart. All of that's pretty dependent on how Russell Wilson plays, and I don't know what was going on. I didn't get to see any of this game, but, yeah, losing to the Giants, that's just a bad loss for them. And, and especially coming from a team like the Seahawks, who, to me, that seems like one of the top 
five teams in the league this year. And Especially with how Wilson was loss. playing at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, Metcalf's the best receiver in the league this year, tearing it up. Who can guard him? No one. And yeah. you get in the ball for five times for 80 yards. I mean, I'm not saying, saying those stats are bad, but – He's your best player compared to what he's been doing. Side, you know, know. yeah, we're, we're used to seeing ten to thirteen catches for 150 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. That those and, and those it, was it was just it was an abysmal offensive performance from the Seahawks. So pretty crazy. But that moves the Giants to five and seven. Oh, and Colt McCoy started that game too. They didn't have Daniel Jones. Really? So that was a backup quarterback win for the Giants. Hey, shout out to Colt McCoy. I like that guy. Yeah, and Former shout out Texas to the Longhorn. five and seven Giants for at that time maintaining lead in the NFC East division at five and seven. <laughs> Seahawks moved to eight and four, so they will be tied with the uh, the Rams at eight and four in, in the NFC West division. Um, and then moving to another NFC East division game, the Packers beat the Eagles thirty to sixteen. Don't think there's any surprise here. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, just doing Packer type things. And uh, yeah, you know, moving the Eagles to three eight and one, so no longer in the division lead for. <laughs> They've been I in think, the division yeah. lead at three eight and one since like. 14 weeks ago so <laughs> i think the big headline there is they finally yanked carson wentz and put Jalen. oh yeah hurts in, so we so. will see jalen hurts so yeah starting next week we will see jalen hurts justin herbert tua and if joe burrows was healthy we would see joe burrows as well which i think mm-hmm. were the four quarterbacks taken oh no bryce love i think was taken in the first round so we've just seen four of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round starting next weekend all four you can argue all five that are going to have pretty good careers, I'd say, yeah. in the NFL. So the new era of quarterbacks are ushering in, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what uh, Jalen Hurts can do. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm really rooting for Jalen Hurts. I hated watching him at Alabama mainly just because he played at Alabama. But then when he moved to Oklahoma, I became a big fan of his, and he just absolutely dominated while he was at Oklahoma. And think I think of the transfer quarterbacks to go to Oklahoma. Kyler Murray yeah. transferred to Oklahoma. Uh, Deshaun or not Deshaun? Jeez, Jalen Hurts transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. Oh, so where did Kyler Murray transfer in from? Because I, I didn't realize I he was a transfer. He, as well. Yeah, I believe he was a transfer. I'll <laughs> find it. I, I could be wrong, so you know, let's go ahead and get. And the wasn't out so now. Jalen Hurts didn't win the Heisman last year, I don't think. But if he did, he would have been the third quarterback in a row from Oklahoma to win a Heisman Trophy, right? Correct. That which would which is just nuts. Right. Um, yeah, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I, I wish nothing but the best for him, and I think that's a good decision for the Eagles. I, I don't really know. What do you think about Carson Wentz? Like, what's going on there? Is it just the system he's in? Has Carson Wentz just kind of lost it, or did he just kind of have a fluke couple of years where he's thrown us all off? Honestly, I think a lot has to do with their weapons. Their two best weapons on offense are their two tight ends, and Zach Ertz yeah. hasn't been the normal Zach Ertz this no, year, and I think hasn't. a lot's been injuries, but I also think that contract's looming over his head. And the Eagles aren't refusing to give it to him. So I see him leaving in the offseason. And then Dallas Goddard, I think, was also banged up during the year, too. So He's been actually been playing pretty well, though. I've had him on my fantasy yeah. team. And but, he seems to be one of the Carson Wentz's favorite targets. But you can only actually, throw so. to tight ends so many times. Right. Like People right. are like, well, Travis Kelson. I go, yeah, but if you look at that offense, too, you can't just tee up on a tight end. Yeah, they got so many Any other, other weapons, team yeah. guarding anybody on the Eagles – I'd double their tight ends, and then I'd just be like, yeah, you're man on man on the outside. Their right. receivers suck, so don't yeah, worry about it. it. Yeah. But, you know, like like I said, Travis Kelsey, you double him up, that means Tyreek Hill's probably in a one-on-one, or Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. or McCole Hardman. Like, those guys are better than all of the Eagles receivers. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's and the running backs I don't think are anything to write home about. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're not like a mm-hmm. – 
it's not like a top tier running back tandem that you're like, oh shit, they're going to beat us with the ground game. You're like, yeah, you know, Boston Scott might have a good week one week, but then the next week he's got 50 yards. Right. So I think the biggest issue with the Eagles is they didn't invest any weapons around their quarterbacks. Uh, we'll see what you know Hurts can do with them, but I truly believe there are no good receivers on that team. Well, I think they have nowhere to go but up with Jalen Hurts because didn't we cover it just two weeks ago that Carson Wentz is leading the league in interceptions? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but it, it can't get any worse for them, so they might as well just throw Hurts in there and see how he does. So hopefully he plays well. Right. So going back to Kyle Murray real quick, he transferred from A&M, Texas A&M. Really? Yeah. I, I guess I had totally forgotten he was a transfer, but anyway. Yep. Yeah, they had three – Oklahoma had three outstanding quarterbacks in a row there. That's pretty impressive. Yes. So, yeah, the <clears throat> following that Packers and Eagles game, the Sunday night game was kind of a weird one. Patriots went 45. That was 45. the Sunday night game, I think, was Packers-Eagles. So the Patriots-Chargers was the Sunday game. I think ESPN <clears> messed <throat> up their order. I don't want to oh. cut you off or, you know. No, way to ruin my fucking point there, Matt. Okay, Thanks I'll just jump in on your for point. literally no reason. Well, right, I just, anyway. we can't lie to people, Zach, okay? Okay, the last one on my list here that may or may not have been the Sunday night game. It may or may not have happened on Sunday, <laughs> December, what was December? That was December 6th of 2020. The year of our Lord. Um, <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots won forty-five to zero over the Chargers. Now, that is something that I did not certainly did not expect. I think it was all defense and special teams for the most part. So for the Patriots. They I think Cam Newton ended with like seventy yards passing in the game. Really? And he had three rushing touchdowns though. Wow. <laughs> well, I think they like, had like a blocked. I think it was a blocked field goal return yeah, for a touchdown. Yeah, it was either a field goal or a punt or something that they returned for touchdown. And, and then, then they, they, returned they had a kickoff else. return yeah. for – or a punt return for a touchdown, yeah. I believe. So they had, you know, some special team scoring there that really helped them out. But just to blank the Chargers like that was – Well, and the Chargers' offense have been – they've been putting yeah. up points. That's what I mean is it's like, okay, I mean – I Maybe I could see the Patriots winning that game, but by a score of so, 45 to nothing, that's just is kind of shocking. So Cam Newton had 69 passing mm-hmm. yards. Oh, he did have a touchdown. Uh, and Jarrett Stidham had 61 passing yards and a touchdown. Hmm. Uh, so they had 126 yards combined passing and 165 yards combined rushing. Uh, so less than 300 yards of total offense and only two touchdowns. So my bad. Uh, Cam Newton did have two rushing touchdowns, not three. Um, but Wow, that's still crazy, though. But, yeah, they had a uh, – let me see. Let's see where it is. Where they scored 21 it? points in the second quarter alone. They had two interceptions – and then they had a 70-yard punt return for a touchdown. And I think – let me see if there's a, a – Devin McCourty had a defensive touchdown as well as Gunnar Olszewski. And Gunnar Olszewski's was the punt hmm. return. Hmm. So Devin McCourty they, – yeah, they blocked something and – Demo Cordy returning for a touchdown. It would have been a good week to have the Patriots defense, and guess what? Literally no one in our league had the Patriots defense on That's because they haven't <laughs> been playing uh, very well. But Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like you said, they have not been doing very well, but that would have been a good week to have them. Very but that's week. pretty fluky, I think, there. So, But um, Patriots are now 6-6, six and six, and I think they've won – what was it? Two three, in a row, I think. Three of four yeah. or four of five or something. Anyway, they've kind of turned their season around the last five games or so. So, you know, Which is crazy because we'll they see. haven't really been playing like – They still <laughs> they haven't really been playing that great. Yeah. The teams they've been playing just really sucked. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's that classic Bill Belichick shit. Just 
finding a way to eke out wins. You know, it's going to be tough for you know a six and six team right now to sneak into the playoffs. Though I'm, yeah. I'm guessing you're going to have to be nine and seven or, or yeah, nine and seven or ten and six to sneak in. So there's still some work to do for them, oh, yeah. but you know they're never out of it right now. So. Uh, moving to Monday, we had the Washington football team going into the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. And ladies and gentlemen, but did we have an upset. Yep. 23-17 for the Washington football team. Um, you know, I think it's good for the Steelers to lose that game because, one, it, it takes away that pressure of that undefeated yeah, season. Yeah, now it's like, okay, we lost. Let's and, and I, you know, I'm going to stand by this. And, you know, when I coach, uh, whether it's Little League or, you know, down the road if I'm coaching like high school or whatever. I think the best way to learn to win is to learn to lose. Because when you learn to lose, you learn to hate to lose. And you you yeah. learn to cherish winning and, and understand that winning is more important. And then when you win, you have a lot more fun. Whereas if you constantly are winning and you don't know what it's like to lose, then when you do lose, you shut down and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, anyone out there who's played sports and has been on teams like this, Losing games, you ha- you have to have a little adversity, yep. you know. And and like you said, for NFL teams too, there's always that discussion of, oh my God, is there going to be an undefeated team this year? You know, that's always like a big thing. Anytime some team goes on a winning streak like this, and now that they've lost, all that talk is done. No, it doesn't matter anymore. There's no more pressure. Okay, let's just move on with the season. We're still eleven and one. Yeah, they're eleven and one. We're I killing mean, it. Yeah. So they think. I think they have to win one more game to clinch a playoff spot. So yeah. it's like this is probably as good of a record as the Steelers have had in quite a long time. I would imagine. I mean, they're always pretty solid, but they're always around the really ten win, good. if not this you know really ten to twelve good. win team, and they're at eleven and one. But I mean, to lose to a, a at that moment four and seven Washington football team, you know, Washington's a lot more hard. scrappy than people get Washington. Them for, though, yeah, think, Washington's yeah. a very underrated team. Their yeah. defense is very good. Yeah. And, um, you know, shout out to Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the picture, but the dude got stepped on and was like gushing blood out of the leg that he had broke. I saw something it about that. It was disgusting. I don't, yeah, I don't know what was happening there. But shout out to him. The dude's come in and he is balling. He, he's shown he wanted it and wants to play. So shout out to Washington for maintaining the lead in the NFC East at 5-7, and seven, you know. <laughs> Go to those playoffs, you Washington football team. Uh, also, just a shout out to the leading rusher in that game, uh, Peyton Barber, who had 14 carries for 23 yards. <laughs> just a quick shout out to you. For also, Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 53 times in that game in a losing effort. Well, okay, I will say this: his receivers the past couple of weeks have dropped a lot of passes. Really, I haven't had a chance to a watch that. A lot. I mean, I think in this game alone. Just from listening to it and watching it on here, I think we had confirmed like eight drop passes from receivers. Well, he had 20 incompletions. Yeah. It's a lot of incompletions. Yeah. So, but hey, good for Washington. Like I said, they stay in the lead or, you know, tied with uh, uh, New York at five and seven in the NFC East, who I don't think anyone ever saw that coming, but good for them. So, and then later that day, we had the Bills at the 49ers with the Bills taking a 34 24 victory. Uh, Josh Allen and Cole Beasley single-handedly brought Zach's team back against me and uh, made That's me lose. Right. So, That's right. So uh, yeah, shout-out to that. 375 yards, four touchdowns. I keep forgetting that Zach has Josh Allen And Cole team. Beasley. So, yeah, that's rough for you. But uh, the Bills moved to 9-3. and three. They hold a one-game lead over the Dolphins in the, the AFC East. Uh, and the 49ers moved to 5-7. and seven. Uh, I know they've been banged up by injuries on both sides of the ball, but, man, that's not the team we saw going to the Super Bowl last year. And 
uh, it'll be interesting in their offseason to see who gets healthy and, and what mm-hmm. you know John Lynch does over there. But uh, yeah, five and seven, I'd, I'd say they're pretty much out of it at this point. So try and stay healthy and get ready for next year. And then moving into yesterday's game, the Tuesday game, we had the Ravens and the Cowboys. Uh, the Ravens beat the Cowboys thirty-four to seventeen, moving the Cowboys to three and nine, and the Ravens to seven and five. I think this still has the Ravens on the outs in the playoffs. Um, and I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them because I don't think their schedule gets very much, you know, very easy coming forward from here. Okay. Um, but, you know, they, they're staying alive at 7-5. And, five and um, you know, it's – yeah, they're ninth right now and you have to be top seven. So, okay, yeah, pretty I crazy. Was gonna, uh, I was going to touch on the – Playoff standings right now, just because I think that playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. So you said top seven teams make it this year? Correct. Only the first seed will receive a bye week for the playoffs. Okay. So as it stands right now, after 13 weeks of play, the AFC football standings are as follows: um, you have number one and two Steelers and Chiefs, respectively, both with 11 and one records. Then you have the Bills. The Titans, the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Colts. That's the top seven right there. And then just outside of that, eight, nine, and ten, you have the Raider, the yeah, the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Patriots, and the Broncos at eleven at four and eight. Um, the NFC, the top I, seven. I, I just want to jump in real quick. Okay. The reason the Steelers are ahead of the Chiefs, the <clears throat> Chiefs are the only team in the AFC to have clinched a playoff berth, is because the Steelers have yet to lose a conference game. And they have played two less than the Chiefs. So the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, therefore making their conference record worse than that of the Steelers. Oh, that's right. Making yeah. them the second seed, although they have the better record, they have a better strength of schedule and a better strength of victory. It's because they lost a conference game. So that's just that's the right. why the one yeah. two is the way it is. That's a good um, that's a good call out. Just, so, just so people yeah. can understand that if they didn't know that. So yeah, Steelers eight and in their conference and Chiefs nine and one with that Raiders loss in there. Um, moving over to the NFC, the top seven in the NFC are as follows: number one, the Saints at ten and two; the Packers at nine and three; the Rams at eight and four; the Giants at five and seven; the Seahawks at eight and four; the Buccaneers at seven and five; and then the Vikings at six and six. And then just I'll read the next two or three teams outside of the top seven. Number eight, the Cardinals at six and six, the Bears coming in at number nine at five and seven, and then the Lions at ten at five and seven. It's it's pretty crazy to me to think that so in the AFC, the thirteen through sixteen seeded teams right now. So the Chargers are three and nine, the Bengals are two and nine two nine and one, the Jaguars are one eleven, and the Jets are 0 and twelve. They've all been eliminated from playoff contention. Mm-hmm. So the Texans, Broncos are still in at four and eight. Uh very, very long shot because there's a lot that has to happen. Right. Um, but then you go to the NFC and you go all the way down to the bottom of their list where you have the three and nine Cowboys and the three, eight and one Eagles, and not a single team in that conference has been eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah. <laughs> because the Giants who are at five and seven are tied and, and you know, they have the fourth seed just because of the division lead, because they would be the division winner. They hold the lead over the you know, Washington football team based on head-to-heads. And Washington's in 12th at 5-7. and seven. Yeah. So there's a head-to-head matchup that's the difference between 12 and 4. Yep. Which is just crazy to think that, that two 5-7 and seven teams, a team might not even go 500, and they will be the fourth-seeded team in the NFC playoffs. <laughs> that's nuts. 
So just throwing that out there because, you know, people have argued that is the most competitive division in the NFL, but, I mean, I guess you keep that argument that it is the most competitive division because all four teams are still right there with each other, ready to compete. So, but yeah, it's and, – and then again, going – uh, to the opposite side of the spectrum, the Saints are the only team to have clinched a playoff spot in the NFC. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, the NFC, especially the NFC East, is just really wild this year. So the, the Giants and Washington are five and seven. Eagles are three eight and one, and the Cowboys are three and nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just it never ceases to baffle me just looking at those records. And all four of them are in the same division. Too. And That's all the of them are in the part. same division. It's the worst division, yet the most competitive division in the NFL. <laughs> oh, man. So, but, so yeah, that's your playoff picture right now. I mean, right now we'd have uh, – well, I'll do the AFC first like you did. The Chiefs would play the Colts. I think that would be a good matchup. The Bills versus the Dolphins. I think that would be a pretty good matchup. And then the Titans versus the Browns, who just played this past weekend. That would be your AFC mm-hmm. uh, matchups. And then – on uh, the NFC, you would have the Packers versus the Vikings, a division rivalry game, who I think – no, they don't play this weekend. I think they play one more time later in the year. Anyways, moving on. The Rams versus the Buccaneers, which they played earlier – I think they played two weeks ago. I don't know. They played that would actually earlier. be a good matchup. That would be a good right matchup. There. And then you have the Giants versus the Seahawks, who which the Giants just, just beat had. the yeah. Seahawks. Except yeah. for this time, the Seahawks would have to go out to New York because they would be the – Lower seeded team. You would think that you know round two for that Seahawks would come back. And, yeah, you never and want to play the game. same team twice, especially yeah. if you're on the winning end of the the first game. And I, I just think you know, ten out of ten times or nine out of ten times, I guess Seahawks are the better team there. Yeah, in, oh, my, yeah. in my opinion. But good for the Giants; they got to win. Yeah, good for the Giants. You're the fourth seed. Yeah, <laughs> you only got six more games to go, but you're the fourth seed. So well, yeah, I mean that's the there we there we go, man. We just recapped two weeks worth of two football weeks action. worth of football. Uh, let's just quickly go through this week's matchups and uh, yeah, let's do it. Then we'll be back with another Broncos filled episode for Brandon Rodewald next week. He's gonna be so mad the next time he's listening to this. I don't care. He can as long as, as long as he as long listens. as he as long as you're listening and enjoying this, we, we love, love you. you. We love you, Brandon. <laughs> but if you're listening and not enjoying it, well, we still love you, but. You know, that's your fault for not being a Broncos fan. All right, so starting this week off, we have the Patriots at the Rams tomorrow night at 6.20 p.m. Mountain Time. All right, I'm not going to do that for everybody because that would be really long. (laughs) Starting on Sunday, you got the Broncos at the Panthers, the Texans at Bears, the Cowboys at Bengals, the Chiefs at Dolphins, the Cardinals at Giants, the Vikings at Buccaneers, the Titans at Jaguars, the Colts at Raiders, the Jets at Seahawks, the Packers at Lions, the Saints at Eagles, the Falcons at Chargers, uh, Washington at the 49ers, the Steelers at the Bills, and on Monday night we finish with the Ravens at the Browns. My opinion on this is Monday night's game, Ravens-Browns, has a lot going on with it, and I think mm-hmm. that should be one of the best games of the week. Um, another good game, I would say, I think it's, you know, the re- seeding, or not seeding, but the records don't show that it would be a good game. will be Packers-Lions, I think, will be a good game. The mm-hmm. Colts-Raiders, yeah. I think, will be another good game. Um... Maybe Vikings Buccaneers depends on what version of the Vikings show up. 
I think Tampa Bay is just interesting to watch every week. It yeah. feels like they're just an interesting team to watch. They, they, they make an interesting matchup. So, yeah. We'll and then see. definitely on Sunday night, the Steelers Bills. That will also be a very good game. Yes. Um, so, we got, you know, a handful of very good games coming up next week, or not next week, starting tomorrow, actually. So, this weekend. Sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's the NFL in a nutshell for the last two weeks. Looking forward to next week. And. You know, for everybody out there that's starting the uh, fantasy football playoffs, good luck. You know, may yeah, the odds be ever in you. your favor. <laughs> um, hopefully your team gets healthy and stays healthy through at least the first round if you have a Sacco trophy for the loser. Um, and Yeah, yeah I'm, all my hopes and dreams are riding in this league because in my work league, I think I've, I'm, I am finished with five wins, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm in playoffs <laughs> in both my leagues, so now i got to really juggle that. You know. I'm I'm desperately trying not to finish last in my work league out of 18 teams. It's it's a lot bigger of a league, but it would be embarrassing to finish last. <laughs> so. It's more embarrassing to finish last in our league and get a ball sack. Trophy. That is true. There's no ball sack trophy in my work league, so yeah. at least so. there's that. So, yeah, for all of you uh, fantasy football players, good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor, except for you, Taya. May the odds not be in your favor. Just this week, you can win next week. <laughs> all right, we'll get that out of the way. I was going to say, hey, we should watch games together this weekend, but eesh, I don't know. That might be a bad idea. No, we can. I'll just bring my gloves. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want that stress in my life. Tell Taya to put her put her fighting mitts on. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, uh, next week, are we going to do another recap and that's it? Or you think um, we'll do I think maybe we'll do a um, – we might take a week off for football again, and we might just do a movie again next week. Um, okay. And we'll, we'll let fantasy get to what would be the championship weekend. Okay. Um, Sounds like I, I feel like that would be better. And then, you know, we've got a little bit more to talk about in terms of yeah. of the NFL season. So right. um, I think next week you can probably expect a uh, movie flashback for the year 2015. And then the following week we will probably produce two new episodes, a fantasy football uh, recap slash you know primer for the championship weekend as well as a Christmas movie episode which you can tell Matt is clearly which very we are excited getting about. ready for <laughs> because there are great Christmas movies out there you never know we might get some special guests to come by do you have any friends I'll have to find some okay me too okay. Uh, but you know <laughs> we want to bring you uh, you know some better content aka Christmas movies I'm going to have to look up and see what kind of Christmas movies I've actually seen because I feel like I've seen off the top of my head I've seen lot. like two. <laughs> For a All movie, you need to see is Elf. I have seen that one. Have so. you seen The Santa Claus? Yes. Is okay. that the one with Tim Allen? Yes. Okay, one I've and two that. are good. Three is like, eh, yeah. I'll watch it just because I've seen one and two. Uh, a Christmas Story is a must-see if you haven't seen it. It's, it's literally one. on every TV station from Christmas Eve all the way through Christmas Day. Okay. Um, Jingle All the Way is one. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You're yeah. right. There, there's yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we're not going to get into it now. Otherwise, I'll, I'll we might as well just yeah. do the episode now, and which our battery right will die. The Christmas movie <laughs> All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another beautiful episode of Just Browsing. I'm Matthew along with Zach today, and we're going to talk to you about... We'll do that next week. So, Or no, two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Put on your calendars. Mark it. Fantasy Football Tuesday. Christmas movie one following it someday <laughs> well that'll actually work two weeks from now because that's like the week of christmas that'll be yep, perfect. perfect so we could do that you know right before christmas eve or something right before christmas yep so with that said uh thank you everyone for your love and support uh if you have not already we do have a twitter at underscore just 
Browsin underscore because someone out there has just Browsin as their name. Uh, we also have a Instagram at just Browsin Podcast. Yes. Um, and our Facebook page is just Browsin. Um, go give us a like, give us a follow, give us some feedback. You know, let us shout you guys out. Let us know your fantasy or your NFL teams issues going on or you know 2015 movies for next week and christmas movies you know just start start bombing us with some uh some info and uh we'd love to shout you guys out and talk to you not necessarily in person but uh talk to you more and not just talk to ourselves (laughs) at my (laughs) kitchen table right right um but no we uh we love all your support thanks for listening and um you know we'll uh we'll see you again next uh tuesday or wednesday All right, until next time. Goodbye, everybody.